Seek ye therefore first the kingdom of God and his justice, and all these things shall be added unto you. These are the words from today's Holy Gospel. St. Thomas Aquinas, one of his sisters, approached him and he asked him, she asked him a very important question. What does one have to do today? What does one have to do to arrive at sanctity? What does one have to do to arrive at sanctity? Now we can imagine what was the answer of this great saint. He was a doctor of the church, wrote numerous books, and at that time that she asked the question, he was writing the Summa Theologica. He, had, he was well known throughout the, uh, the church. What was his response? St. Thomas' response was very simple to that question. What does one have to do to arrive at sanctity? Very simple. He said, to become a saint, one must will it. To become a saint, one must will it. Very simple answer. And we see that it is a very simple answer, but we can ask ourselves, why, if it's such a simple thing, why is it that there are not many saints around? Why are we ourselves not saints? Why is this? Well, all Catholics seem to desire holiness in a very general sense, to some degree or another. Some a little bit more, some less. In a general sense, uh, most want to become holy. But then when it comes to particulars, to this or that, the day ins or day outs, whether we like something or dislike something, this is when people begin falling away from their desire for holiness. They might start by excusing themselves from their duties in their state in life. Well, I don't need to do this right now because they'll give some excuse. Or they might even go so far as to not only make up excuses, but they might also try to say what they're doing is something good. Using something and trying to change something which is bad into something good. So, desiring holiness, most important. And this in our particular things. But let us look at the desire for holiness. Let us define it, first of all, and we'll turn for the definition to, of it to a father, uh, Adolf Tanqueray. He was a Suplician father, and he was one of the greatest spiritual writers of the uh, 20th century. In the 1880s, he went to Rome, and there not only did he study, but then he turned around and taught uh, Thomistic theology as well as the canon law. In 1887... Father Tanqueray became a member of the faculty of St. Mary's Seminary and University in Baltimore, the first seminary in the United States. And here he composed numerous works, which were called manuals. These manuals, they were, they were so popular that they would use them in, in Europe and throughout the United States. His uh, manuals were so popular that they were used all the way up into the time of the Second Vatican Council. Speaking on this desire for holiness, he says, quote, Desire in general is a movement of the soul towards the good that is absent. It differs, therefore, from the actual possession of a good. Here, Father Tanqueray points out something important, that it's something that we are seeking out after. It's not something that we possess, because if we possessed it, we would have joy. But desire is about something that we do not have. And there are two kinds of desire, he goes on to say. There are two kinds of desire. One is of feeling or compassionate impulse towards a sensible good that is absent. So he's talking about that sensible good, whether we are moved 
toward this sensible good, whether it be uh, chocolate ice cream or uh, some other sensible good. We are moved by that thing. The other, he says, is the rational desire. It is an act of the will tending towards some spiritual good. It is moving towards something which is spiritual. And then he says, the supernatural order, our good desires are influenced by divine grace. So he finally says, the desire of perfection then may be defined as an act of the will, which under the influence of grace ever seeks after spiritual progress. An act of the will under which the influence of grace ever seeks, under the influence of grace ever seeks after spiritual progress. So it has to be aided by grace. God assists it in that seeking of perfection. And it's an act of the will. And the end, of course, is that spiritual progress, that being perfect, as our Lord commanded. So three things we must consider then when we are thinking about this desire, that it's something that we have to see as good. If we don't think that it's good for ourselves, we're not going to be moved. The will is moved by the good. And so when the will is presented the good, it's moved by it. But if our understanding of it being good is weak, well, our will will be weakly moved to it. So we have to understand it to be good. And in this case, spiritually speaking, God himself has to be the all good. And then we have to understand that it is something that we do not possess or else we wouldn't desire it. We would say, I already have it. I don't need to go any further. I possess it. So we have to desire it. We have to realize that we don't have it. And then the thing has to be possible to us to possess. We have to realize that we can possibly achieve this. And so we look at some means in which we can be moved towards that one good. First of all, we have to meditate. We have to meditate and realize that it's something good. And then to help us to realize that we do not possess it, we have to examine our conscience and say, well, I have not achieved perfection yet. I still need to move on. And then finally, those helps that will help us to achieve that are the sacraments. Our Lord himself says, without me you can do nothing. And then prayer specifically the rosary, three Hail Marys, and the morning and evening prayer, and finally penance. Well, well, I was in the military. We used to learn different acronyms, and these acronyms would help us to memorize or to realize something that we wanted to know. And so we're going to throw out a little acronym that might help us to see what we're seeking here, and that is to know what are the means to get to that perfection. And so by using this very simple acronym, 123MRE, and a little PS afterwards, 123MRE, and a little PS, we'll, uh, we'll, t- we'll speak about approaching that good. First of all, one. We have to have one end, that one desire. Moving our hearts to that one thing. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Our Lord himself says that. Seek ye first. St. Augustine says, It is not first in time, but in importance. The one is our true good. The rest are needed that we may attain to this good. That is, place this above all other things 
so that we seek other things because of it. End quote, St. Augustine. So that all those things out there are means to getting us to heaven. And they are helpful insofar as they move us towards God. And they are not helpful when they move us away. Bishop Sheen used to mention what the fathers of the church mentioned, that we are either advancing in the spiritual life or we're falling back. He says, the dead bodies float down river. It takes a live one to swim up it. And with the current that we're facing of all the, the, the filth, all the culture that we're dealing with, we have to employ ourselves vigorously in fighting against it. So we have to fight against it. We have to see that one goal that we're approaching. St. Peter Alcantar said, quote, the human heart, having been created for an infinite good, all creatures cannot content it. They are, they are being infinite, imperfect, and few. God alone, who is an infinite good, can render it content. God alone. But how many times do we spend hours in front of the TV or the computer or simply wasting away our time and we spend almost nothing with our Lord for we don't have that one end pointed out before us that we should be seeking out. A little story. When uh, visiting the nuns at uh, Valparaiso, the speak room there, it is interesting to see how the people on this side of the grill look at things as compared to many on that side of the grill. We see, we see that when people walk away, not all of them, but of course when some people walk away from our visits, sometimes they would say things like, I can't believe it. They're in there forever. They never leave? I can't believe that. And they walk away scratching their heads with a very worldly-minded uh, understanding of everything. Whereas the sisters, as one of them attested, said, the reason this grill is up is to keep the world out. And uh, St. Scholastica said that if men knew the peace of good religious and joy, the whole world would become a monastery. St. Mary Magdalene de Pazzi said that if they knew it, they would scale the walls of monasteries in order to enter in. They realize what their one end is. And because of that, they're able to see things. They could talk about things, just simple things, in the light of God. Because their mind is always seeking that one thing. So one, we need to seek that one end that God has given to us. And then two, we should be praying all the time. But at least two times a day, we should be making formal prayer. In the Old Testament... Remember that there was two offerings that were made, the morning and the evening offertory. They would take a lamb and they would slay it in the morning and in the evening, and they would also offer incense. By the way, this is when Zachary was offering incense in the morning. He was offering that prayer up to God. And it's no uh, surprise that it is the Benedictus that we say at Lodz, because in the church we continue that same tradition. We say two major offices, lauds and vespers, morning prayer and then the evening prayer. So we say the Benedictus and Aphon, which Zachary said in the morning, and we say the Magnificat, the prayer that Our Lady said after that long journey to visit her cousin Elizabeth. And so we also 
have these two prayers. But even nature, even nature does this. Look at the birds of the air. They sing in the morning. And then when the sun's going down, once again they come out and they sing. It's almost as if our Lord wants to remind us that we should be praying at least two times a day. St. Basil says in the morning prayer, he says, We say the morning prayer so that we may consecrate to God the first movements of our soul and of the mind, and that no other care upon us until we are gladdened by the thought of God. St. Basil also says about evening prayer, When the day is done, let us give thanks both for what we have received throughout the day and for what we have done rightly. Let us make confession for what we have done and every sin voluntary or involuntary or even hidden from us. So we see that we should pray two times a day. One, one end in mind. Two, pray two times a day. And then three, let us say our three Hail Marys. How important it is. That has an old, we can say a whole sermon on that. Three Hail Marys, how important. One, two, three, and then MRE. Meditation. R, the rosary, and E, examination of our conscience. The meditation. Meditation so that we may realize what God has given to us in sanctifying grace. And then we can also realize what he's offering to us. What he's offering to us if we get to heaven, everlasting life. And how dreadful and what an absolute disaster it is if we lose it. If we lose that sanctifying grace in our soul. If we meditate upon these things, it will help us to realize the importance of these. St. Bernard uh, We celebrated his feast this past week. He says these words when he wrote a letter to one of his former pupils, Pope Blessed Eugene III. He said, Meditation purifies the source from which it comes, the mind. It controls affections, and it guides our acts, corrects our excesses, rules our conduct, introduces order and dignity into our lives. It gives knowledge of human and divine truths. It brings clarity where there is confusion. It binds what is torn apart and gathers what is scattered. It investigates what is hidden and seeks out the truth. It weighs what has the appearance of truth, and it shows up what is pretense and falsehood. This is the knowledge which sets in order those things which are to be done, which considers those already performed, so that nothing remains in the mind uncreated, uncorrected or needing correction. End quote, St. Bernard. So we see the importance of meditation for ordering our lives. And this we can spend at least 15 minutes if we're extremely busy, 15 minutes a day. We should be striving for 30 minutes or, if possible, an hour. But if we are extremely busy, at least 15 minutes. But we should be working at that 30 minutes a day. 30 minutes of meditation. Our, our rosary, Our Lady of Fatima came down here to say how important it was. E, an examination of conscience. Again, St. Bernard says, As a searching investigator of the integrity of your own conduct, submit your life to a daily examination. Consider carefully what progress you have made or what ground you have lost. Strive to know yourself. 
Place all your faults before your eyes. Come face to face with yourself as though you were another person and then weep for your faults. St. Basil says to examine ourselves upon what we have done is a great help against falling into the same sins again. We think about what we've done and we make sure that we're not ambushed later on by the same devil. And then finally we add a postscript, a little P.S., penance and sacraments, which are no small things. The sacraments are the means of our sanctification. And then our penance. Our Lord himself says, do penance for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he also says, unless you do penance, you shall likewise perish. So we see the importance of the penance and the sacraments. So let's just review here. Remember that St. Thomas, when asked by one of his sisters what was necessary to become a saint, his response is very simple, to desire it, to desire it. We saw what the quality of desire was when we turned to Father Tanqueray, and he defined it as an act of the will which under the influence of grace ever seeks after spiritual progress. And we saw that one has to be moved by something which is outside of oneself. One has to be convinced that you can achieve it, and it has to be presented to you as a good. And in order to do that, we use the simple acronym 123MRE. One end in mind. Two, that we pray at least two times a day formally. Three, that we say our three Hail Marys. MRE, that we meditate, that we meditate possibly 30 minutes, but at least 15. R, that we say our rosary. And then E, that we examine our conscience every day at the end of the day. And then finally, we add a little postscript to do penance and to go and frequent the sacraments. In this way, we will follow those means for attaining that one end, that one end which our Lord himself places before us. He says, Seek ye therefore first the kingdom of God and his justice, and these things shall be added to you. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us.